Hello Pittsburgh Steeler fans and welcome to another podcast of Pittsburgh, a voice from across the pond. I'm Owen, I'm your host. Um, this is this is a little bit later than planned. Uh, it's been a pretty crazy few days. Uh, I suppose that's what you do when you, you've got a full-time job and two daughters, um, 13 and 11. Um, little Steelerettes, uh, one a big fan of TJ's and one a big fan of Juju because of the TikTok dancing. Um, but yeah, it's been a pretty crazy few days. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing to listen to my podcast. It means so much, so, so much to know that people are taking time out of their day to listen to me talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, it's a real dream come true to be able to talk about the team that I love, about the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and to be able to talk to you guys out there, wherever you are in the world, whether you're in the UK, in Australia, Canada, America, Asia, wherever you guys are. It's fantastic, and thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to me to be able to talk to Steeler Nation. Um, and like I've always said, if you're a fan of Steeler Nation, you're all right by me, uh, and you're a friend of mine. So, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's Chargers Week. Um, I think the first thing we need to do in Chargers Week now is just move on from that Lions tie, which to a lot of fans felt like a bit of a defeat. Uh, I think I'm pretty much on the same level with that. Um, It did feel like a defeat. Um, I think we were lucky to come away with a tie, given the fact we've turned the ball over so many times during the game, particularly twice in overtime. Um, We made so many basic errors, like the snaps that Kendrick Green did too, that Mason managed to save one that flew over his head. Um, The three passing plays on the first and goal, when we should have tried at least with a couple of plays to run the ball into the um, end zone with Najee. It was just... A not great day for Pittsburgh. Um, yep, we held them to 16 points. We, we could have easily, easily won the game at the end if we've managed to get Boz on the field, given how well Boz is kicking at this moment in time. With the Wizard of Boz, everything is possible. You know, I think what we need to do with this Lions game, guys, is we just need to take that tape. We need to put it in a box. We need to take it out somewhere, dig a very deep hole, bury it, cover it over and never speak of it again because that's how bad it was it was garbage it was like a dumpster fire in a river so we just need to forget about it we need to move on we need to focus now on the charges take it game by game and really get focused on what the end aim is for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season which is to get to the playoffs even though the Pittsburgh Steelers are part of um, I think part of taking a bit of a rebuild of their team if you look at obviously in the off season we lost players like Stephen Nelson, Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton and we've uh, David DeCastro, Marquise Pouncey and we've replaced a lot of those very experienced talented veterans with rookies so we are having a rebuild but Pittsburgh doesn't do a rebuild in the same way that other teams do rebuilds if you look at the likes um, of say like uh, Jacksonville Jaguars the Jets uh, other teams like that who rebuild they strip it all down they destroy everything and they start all over again and in that meantime during that period they suck Pittsburgh, however, doesn't do it that way. We always stay competitive no matter what we do. Thanks to the excellent management of the likes of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan and the Rooney family, we stay competitive, even if we are rebuilding. Obviously, we're going to face our biggest rebuilding project, um, possibly at the end of this season. 
once Big Ben decides what's going to happen with his career. Is he going to hang it up, call it a career, or is he going to come back for one more year? But one thing is certain, once Big Ben goes, then we're going to be looking at a major, major rebuild um, in terms of the quarterback position. Because once you lose your quarterback, you lose the main focus of your offense, you lose you know, the most important player in sports, which is the quarterback. And what the next direction is after that, who knows? Jay Glazer says that Mike Tomlin wants a veteran, but what do the Rooney family want? And a day it's their team. They may want a rookie, they enjoy that rookie contract, they may want to go with Tomlin's idea and we'll have a veteran. I guess with this, only time will tell. So Mike Tomlin spoke to the media on Tuesday, <clears throat> and this is the first chance I've had to speak to you guys out there in Steeler Nation since uh, since the well, since the post-game show I did about the Lions, due to how mad and crazy my life has been and how busy it's been. Um, Tomlin spoke about the need for special teams to develop more splash plays. Um, yes, the Lions definitely outperformed us on special teams. Some of their returns are very, very good. Um, the return where Percy, uh, Percy, where Presley Harvin had to tackle their returner really showed... Um, that you know their 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 return game was a lot better than ours. You know I'm not a fan of Ray Ray. Never have been. Never will be. And I think he's definitely one of the weak points on our special teams. But we need some more splash plays, like the block punt we had against Buffalo, uh, like the block field goal against the uh, Packers, which was onside, not offsides. Despite what the officials said, we need some splash plays. And 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 Coach Tomlin was right there. He said that he thought Mason did a good job on Sunday against the Lions. I think what gets lost a lot of time in Mason is Mason is not a QB1. Mason will never be a QB1. Mason is a backup quarterback. He's a career backup. He did what a backup quarterback would do. He came in, he was solid. You know, yeah, he made mistakes. Yeah, he made errors, <coughs> errors of judgment. Uh, some of his throws were a little either too fast or were a little inaccurate, like the throw that he threw in the dirt when Ray Ray was open in the end zone. Um, you know, I'm no fan of Mason. I, I, I'm not a Mason a Mason file. I'm not a big fan of Rudolph. I don't think he's the future. But I'm not going to get on his back over this. You know, the two turnovers the, in the overtime that cost us the chance for the field goal had nothing to do with him. He threw the ball to Deontay. Deontay dropped. Drop, Deontay had the ball stripped, and Pat, you know, Pat dropped the fumbled the ball. But in his defence, it was a case of a helmet hitting the ball out of his hands. You try holding a wet ball when his helmet smashes into it at full speed. It's a pretty hard thing to do. Um, Mike Tomlin also spoke about the COVID situation on the team, that Minka obviously will probably be out for Sunday's game and that he will be replaced by uh, a a committee approach in the same way that Mike Hilton has been. Uh, A bit more of that later. He also spoke about Ben Roethlisberger and when he was challenged as to and asked when... (coughs) When it's too late for Ben to return, he didn't really give a definite answer on that. Um, I think really leaving the door open for Ben to return. He spoke about the injuries as well, um, in particular TJ Watt, who he said obviously TJ is TJ, and he would leave always leave a light on for TJ to re-return to the team for Sunday. Although that is looking increasingly more doubtful now, um, going in towards Sunday. Um, he also, when he was asked about... Um, Brandon Staley and his more aggressive approach and he spoke about that the Steelers as always are not concerned with and here's a Tomlinism, the nameless grey faces, we play Pittsburgh Steeler football, we are the Pittsburgh Steelers we prepare, we put our game plan out there and that should be enough to beat the opposition um, 
he did when he was asked about the uh, he said that tackling needed to improve and the snaps by Kendrick Green needed to improve however he said he wasn't going to waste time at practice with extra meetings or extra practice of this you know they just need to get it better they just need to focus react and be better and that Kendrick Green just needs to well just needs to get the snaps down um, he doesn't need to have another meeting with Mason it's a case of just getting those snaps down and getting back on top of it um, Kendrick does need that. The last couple of games, Kendrick has struggled. Um, we really need to see uh, KG53 um, really focusing in this next game and performing as well as he possibly can, given the fact we've got, obviously got injuries on the O-line. Um, one of the things that's always said about Mike Tomlin in his news conferences is that he says a lot, but he gives very little back. Um, I think this is a standard thing. As somebody who's coached sports, who's coached soccer teams, uh, cricket teams, rugby teams in the, here in the UK, you keep everything in-house. What you tell people outside is very different to what you tell people inside. Um, you know, In-house, you can rant and rave and have a go and rip and player uh, and tell a player that they're not farming well enough out there amongst the wider audience amongst the wider world you don't throw your players or your coaches under the bus you maintain that team atmosphere and coach Tomlin is very very good at doing that I think going forward now looking towards the Chargers game uh, on Sunday night uh, prime time Sunday night football looking forward to it um, it's a time now for number, in the words of Tony Dungy, and I've heard Mike Tomlin use this for this as well. It's a time for no excuses, no explanations, no more excuses. Okay, no more missed tackles, no more. Oh, we've got injuries. No more. These guys are learning. No more. These guys are rookies. It's time now to focus. You know, when you hear when you're a backup and you're moving into the team, there's a lot of backups are now having to do like Taco Charlton probably will to replace TJ, like we're looking at probably uh, JC Hassenhauer having to replace Kevin Dotson, um, like the guys who are going to replace Minka. When you hear, that, oh, they're just backups, they're not good enough, they're not the same, they're not as talented, they're going to struggle because of this, you should take that and you should put it on both shoulders and you should use that to shove it right back in the face of those that say that you're not good enough and you're not struggling. You were chosen to <coughs> drafted signed by an NFL franchise, but not just any NFL franchise, by the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the premier franchises, not just in NFL, but in sports. Six-time Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't ever say that they're not good enough. If you hear that as a Pittsburgh Steeler, you want to take that and you want to use that and you want to shove it back down their throats. So today's backups... Those depth pieces that are going out there to play on Sunday, the likes of Mondo, the likes of Taco Charlton, the likes of Carl Joseph, Miles Killebrew, people who don't normally take snaps on the defense, take that doubt that people are putting there. Use it. Throw it back in their faces. Show them that you are an NFL player. Show them that you're a Pittsburgh Steeler. TJ obviously um, is a, ma- a massive, massive concern for me going forward for Sunday. Um, TJ's injury of his hip and his knee, whilst not structural, obviously is still causing him a lot of pain as he has yet to practice this week. Um, given the fact that he hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday, it's looking increasingly 
unlikely that he will participate in the game on Sunday against the uh, San Diego Chargers. Sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, easy slip to make. Um, if TJ doesn't play, obviously this is going to put a lot of pressure on Alex Highsmith and Cam Haywood to lead our pass rush. But again, it's an opportunity for Taco Charlton, for Derek Tusker to come in and play. Yeah, they're not TJ Watt, but they've got their own talents, they've got their own abilities, and it's a chance for them to prove themselves. Keith Butler's going to have to design packages around using Cam Haywood, Alex Highsmith, Devin Bush, uh, Joe Schobert, and others to really put pressure on um, the quarterback, on Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert needs to be put under pressure. Put him under pressure. He's going to make mistakes. We've got to get after Justin Herbert. He's a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He had a great rookie season. Um, and, he's, and he is a, a definitely a talent. And we need to put him under pressure. And obviously not having TJ will be a big loss. Obviously we've still got um, Friday, Saturday to see uh, if TJ can return. Um, TJ has been doing some basic um, practices like some stretching and things like that. But nothing major. And has not taken part yet this week. Um, in his press conference on Tuesday, Coach Tomlin talked about uh, replacing Minka by a very much uh, sort of committee approach. <clears throat> I would think this would leave us with the likes of using Miles Killebrew, uh, Cam, even possibly Cam Sutton, who's very flexible, um, Trey Norwood, and Carl Joseph. Carl <laughs> Joseph's got to be in there for the reckoning. If he's not used now, then when is he going to be used? Um, he's a former first round draft pick. He's played. For the Raiders, he's played for the Browns. He has played in the NFL. So he's one to consider back there, along with Norwood, Sutton, Killebrew. Killebrew, again, has played in the NFL. And up in that position, uh, Cam Sutton, like I said, is very flexible. Trey Norwood is a, is a rookie, obviously, so that always provides some concern about him playing a very important safety position. And perhaps also take away from the role he's been playing um, in the quarterback role on the inside of the dime and nickel cornerback. Where he's done very well this season um, as a seventh round draft pick. Um, the other one who obviously has done quite well this season, who's encouraged, is Isaiah, Isaiah Loudermilk. Um, when he came in in the game against Detroit, he, he really developed and helped to improve the run stuffing um, of the defense. But today you hear, guess what? He's hurt his groin muscle. Another one who's hurt his groin muscle. What are they doing? Sack the groin coach. Um, so hopefully he, you know, he, that was a limited participation from Isaiah Lidermill today because of the groin. Um, so hopefully he, that will clear up in time for the game on Sunday. Uh, but we certainly really, really are cur cursed with the groin injury this this year. So what has been going on, Steelers, with that with their groins? Um, Chase is encouraging that he is a limited participant, which obviously comes up from being not participating at all in the. In, in practices the previous week before the Lions game. Um, having Chase back would be a major benefit to the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Chargers on Sunday. He's a deep ball threat. He's fast, he's big, he's strong. And against the likes of Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr., who they have in their secondary, you're going to need someone as strong and big and quick as Chase. Um, so hopefully Chase will return on Sunday. Um... As going into the Chargers, I'll obviously run a pre-game pod closer to the time, either Friday or Saturday. Um, just the basic thing is there is the Chargers cannot defend the run. If you look at their stats, they're quite good at defending the pass with the likes of Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr., but they're not as good at defending the run. So what the Steelers need to do on Sunday, don't 
overthink. Don't throw the ball 50 times. The most effective weapon that we have on offense is Najee. Use Najee. Najee them to death. Run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. Smash it down their throats. Now, obviously, the running game will be affected. Without Kevin Dodson with his high ankle sprain, who's probably going to be out from between three and four weeks, that's going to affect the running game because the running game wasn't quite as effective once Dodson went out injured. So it's up to Hassan Howard to step up. It's up to Green to step up. It's up to Chooks to step up. It's up to Trey Turner, who is back in full practice, thank goodness, to step up and really show that they can be an effective O-line. Maybe even it's time for Banner to return. If he's active, he's fit and active, let's get Banner back in there. Banner is a good run blocker. But against the Chargers, we need to run the ball more. If we try and throw it 50 times, Derwin James and Santi Samuel Jr. are going to have a field day. They're better at stopping the pass. Don't think that, oh, let's throw the ball because they won't be expecting us to do that. Because the more times you do it, okay, then the less we're going to move the ball. Let's take some pressure off Mason. Let's use Najee. Let's run the ball down their throats. Now, people have talked about the West Coast curse, the curse of the West Coast on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And also about Ben, the further he gets away from Heinz Field, the more he stinks the place out. Now, obviously, Ben might not play on Sunday. He might play, he might not play. We don't know. He's got to have two clear COVID tests 24 hours apart and display no symptoms to be able to play Sunday against the Chargers. So the Steelers are preparing as if Mason is going to start the game. Now, people talk about this West Coast slump, the curse of the West Coast. But against the Chargers, we are 4-1. and The other thing is, a lot of those victories came with backup quarterbacks. Michael Vick, Devlin Hodges, for example, who've both beaten the Chargers. Plus also, it's prime time. Steelers are good in prime time. So there's cause there for optimism. Even though we've got this worst coast curse, there is cause for optimism um, amongst the Pittsburgh Steelers with this 4-1 record against the Chargers, given the fact the only team we have beat on the West Coast is the Los Angeles Chargers, or as they were previously, the San Diego Chargers. So, let's run them to death, and let's get that victory. <clears throat> you know, we sit here at 5-3-1. and one. It would be great to be sitting there at 6-3-1, and one, directly behind those, putting the pressure on, keeping the under pressure, those stinky rap birds. So, Steeler Nation... This is the beginning, the beginning of the end, the beginning of our tough run. We've got some tough games coming up now. What with the Chargers on Sunday, people like the Bengals, the Browns, the Titans, the Ratbirds, the Chiefs. It's our tough running. We've got eight games left. We've got to treat them as eight one-off playoff games, like the Cower team did that won the Super Bowl. They They treated each individual game as a playoff as a super bowl as a final we've got to do that now for the next eight games go out there treat each game as a playoff go out there and win the majority of those games if we win the majority of those games we get in the playoffs and once you're in the playoffs who knows go into the playoffs hot like the tampa bay buccaneers did last year and the world is your oyster we've got to stay optimistic steeler nation i know we've got players out injured i know that our offense hasn't performed as well as it can this year and the defense has struggled against the run. But look at our record. Even with that situation, we have got a winning record, 5-3-1. and one. We are 
our defence is excellent at not giving up points, despite the fact that it sometimes struggles to defend the run, struggles to um, adapt as well. We're still a holding teams to under 30 points constantly. There's so many cause for optimism here. Our offence, despite the fact they're not scoring as many points as they should be, we're still winning games. And if we can go and win the majority of what we've got left, this 5-3-1 record could very easily become 6-3-1, 7-3-1, and so on. And like I said, once you're in the playoffs, who knows? So, we've got to treat each individual game now as like a Super Bowl, like a final. Leave nothing behind. We go, we go again, we go again, and we go again. We leave nothing to chance, leave nothing on the field. We've got an excellent coaching staff there that will get the best out of these players. They are getting the best out of these players, despite the, what people say about Coach Canada, Coach Butler, Coach Tomlin. Look at how many rookies, look at how many quality players we lost in the off-season. But look at how we're performing still. We're 5-3-1, and one. we've got a winning record. But this could easily be a losing team, but with the coaching that we've got, it's not. So, we move towards the Chargers on Sunday. Obviously, we've got our injuries, we've got our concerns, but we've got to prep the players we've got. Right, I know it's been a shorter pod today. I hope you've enjoyed what I've had to say today. Please feel free to tweet me at, at eSteelerNation. Follow my Instagram page, um, Britsburg Owen, or even um, go and join my Facebook group, Britsburg. Uh, drop me an email. I'll put the email in the description. Um, Thank you for listening, Steeler Nation. Um, Looking forward to speaking to you again soon. Let's go, Steelers. Here we go.